the weather changing and the everything starting to melt and it's not cold enough anymore to kill all of the allergens maybe okay like cat cat dander yeah it's not cold enough to kill the the subscribers of cat fancy magazine no it's not not enough to kill any fancy cats any animal allergies i can never remember what you're allergic to is it just hayseeds the world yeah, hay seeds, but not like the seeds from a hay plant, but just rednecks. Yeah, yeah. I'm allergic to hicks. Anytime, anytime you see somebody with a what is a, a straw sticking out of their mouth, like a piece of straw, you just uh, you just start sneezing. Yep, yep. But yeah, there's a there is a thing. Like this is also the season in which I'm eventually gonna get a migraine at some point. Because as soon as there's a like a really warm, melty day, that's generally first migraine of the season, <clears throat> and I'll get two or three before the season's out. Hmm. Oh, I forgot, you, you don't what, believe do, in migraines. Well, no, I, I don't. It, it, it's not that I don't believe in migraines. I mean, I I, I don't understand them, yeah. and I, I can never like sort of figure out whether they are at all understood. Uh huh. You know. I don't know. You know, I, I since since Riff described the particular way in which they manifest for him, I have had something similar to that happen to me once, where I like had some flashes of light, and then a few hours later, I just got a really bad headache that lasted all day. Huh. Um. But but just but just that once. What do you, so do you think do you think the weather triggers it for you? And is that a thing? Like I know I've heard people say that like eating chocolate triggers a migraine. Yeah, there are so many different kinds and things that can trigger them. For me it's it takes I don't know if it I'm especially sensitive to smells right before I get one or if certain smells will get me if there are other factors around. Like, I don't know if the smell is causing the headache or, or smelling something is, like, smelling it more as a symptom of being about to get one anyway. Hmm. But, like, walking into a supermarket, the flowers up front, you know, where they sell the, the random flowers that nobody ever buys, will, I'll smell that and it will seem just sickly strong and almost make me feel nauseated and then... I want to put a pin in this. Nobody ever buys those, those flowers yeah. for after we're done talking about this. But sure, um, yeah. Well, so I mean, like I think part of the problem with figuring it out is that it they happen so infrequently that there is never a large enough data set, right, for them to really be, say anything conclusive about it, right? And 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 it's also like it's one of those things where it's like you know you'll eat something and then you'll get sick and then you won't want to eat that stuff ever again. Yeah. You know, and because because it was such an unpleasant thing, like you associate a memory with it. I was what I was struck, like since I've gotten to this town, I have been struck by how often I'm smelling things, and really intense memories are being triggered. Huh. And I don't know exactly. Like in thinking about it, like I guess in places where it is not just baked dry by incessant. 
sunlight, there are just a lot more smells um, than I'm accustomed to at home. And also, this is the first time I've been here since I've sort of got my nose hollowed out. So maybe I am actually just smelling things better. But I don't feel like that's broadly true. Like, I don't feel like when I'm, you know, when I'm cooking up a stew, I'm not like, boy, I can really smell this stew. <laughs> you know, but I, but I don't know. I think San, mm-hmm. I think San Francisco has its own unique smells for sure. Some of them are related to bodily it, functions, not all of them. It's weird though. Like I walked into a, I walked into uh, we were meeting one. Uh, yeah, oh, some of them certainly are. Yeah, uh, I kept we, we, when we went yesterday uh, to to uh, meet this guy down on on Haight Street and then walk walk around in Golden Gate Park for a long time. I kept thinking like I just had that nagging thing where I'm like I've stepped in dog shit like. I know that I stepped in dog shit because I can smell it no matter where I go. Yeah. Right. But it's like, no, it just sm- like the entire street smells like that. That's about to happen in Minneapolis. Once things start melting, just all of the dog shit that's accumulated in people's yards over the winter. Mm. Those first couple of days of spring are just dog shit everywhere. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Right. About I mean, I guess the only time I ever lived anywhere that it snowed, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't nearly as dense an environment as you live in. So, I mean, we didn't ever clean up dog shit, right? Because we had, like, a four-acre yard. Yeah, so. if, you have, if you have yard, that makes a whole lot... <clears throat> Excuse me, of difference. This is great with the phlegm. It just yeah, started. Just started, sad. too. I feel like I... I... Maybe, you got, maybe you got a computer virus for me. That's what that means, right? Yeah. You get sick when you're talking to somebody on the computer. And so I'm on this awesome new computer, but I'm having trouble with my software. <clears throat> yeah. Which makes me just, like, <clears throat> the degree to which it was super pleasant to bring the new computer over to a place and go, here, I want this video card in here, and this hard drive, and this DVD drive, and I want it all to work, and I want to, I want to not have to fuck with it, and then just pick it up. Is, it was amazingly good. And so now I'm just having that, like, God, will somebody just take this thing away and make this shit work and then bring it back? Right. It's weird. I feel like I've suddenly been having a lot better luck working on it, although getting that fucking extra monitor to work at the office just required so many steps. Hmm. And such a long period of time, because first, like, I think I had the same problem that you did, where the computer, because it was just like a, like a work desktop, like, workstation form factor and and layout inside it didn't have the right kind of power connectors to hook up a video card that required external power right um and so you know i had to wait for that and then once the video card was working it turns out that i needed that there are normal dvi to dell display port adapters and then active dell display port to dvi adapters and i had to have an active one in order for it to work <laughs> You couldn't just have any, they, any of those passive. It's got some. It, it they, it's a cable adapter that has some little apparently some little digital to analog converter inside it. I was sort of like at first I was angry when I discovered Dell that Dell has just made a thing that is a proprietary monitor connector, but they are pushing really hard to have it replace uh, HDMI. Uh-huh. Like, because their argument is that, like, HDMI is just not, it's not for computer monitors, and it's not appropriate to use it 
for computer monitors. Like the cables can only be so long, and there's just there are a bunch of things that that makes this DisplayPort thing better, uh, rather than it just that like it seems like they're trying to maybe both make some money and do some good in the world rather than just trying to make money. Yeah, I mean I can see that the HDMI is also carrying audio data which you don't need going to your monitor with no speakers. So, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, right now I just have the regular SVGA cables connected with the DVI dongles on them. Mm. It'll, it, <laughs> like, I guess you can tell if that's gross or not, but a lot of the time, especially if you have, like, a video card with one DVI and one VGA out and you send them to two monitors that are identical, like, you can see, you can really tell the difference. Huh. Like the, it just it looks just kind of blurry and gross in a way that you don't expect a you don't expect a, a flat screen monitor to be able to look. Huh. Yeah. So I messed with that one time ago. But I actually I fixed my um my home computer. Like this, I figured out why it was locking up once every couple of days and was able to fix it and everything worked. Does your new does your new machine have like Windows seven or Windows eight or Windows seven? Okay, I've been pretty happy with that since I started using it on computers that are actually powerful enough to run it. I had a real bad first experience with it because it, the cheap laptop that I got to replace my old broken laptop for recording at the office, right? Like it just wasn't nearly fast enough to run Windows seven, and it had Windows seven installed on it. This one so. has been. Or I've had Windows 7 on my laptop for a while now, and I, I like it. It's it's better than the Vista build that I had on the desktop, but the Vista build that I had on the desktop was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... Oh. I had none of the stability issues that early adapters of Vista had. So, yeah, my, my uh, previous computer came with Vista on it, and it was fucking god-awful. I don't know what has happened to our audio here, but you there was about a 10-second gap from my my end between you saying this and ta the first time. <laughs> uh, I thought I had lost you, so yeah, I don't know. Anytime that I'm in between things to say, I'll just recite the alphabet so you'll know that I'm still here. B, C, D, okay. E, F, yeah, G, good. H. Oh, you can turn on video. That'll, that'll, improve the, uh, that'll improve the bandwidth situation, yeah. I am sure. I still don't have a cam on this computer, because why? Why would I have a cam on this computer? Yeah, I mean, the only reason that I ever have one is because, I'll, like, I didn't realize that the laptop came with one. Yeah. And they kind did. of all do now. It's it's hard to get one without. It seems like. I was reading some article today. I think that was linked from MetaFilter about. I don't. I was not reading an article. I was re- reading the MetaFilter comments about the article. Because God damn it, yeah. I was doing so well. I was doing so well. Uh, but it's just about like this community of dudes on the internet that are just real enthusiastic about getting spyware onto people's machines and then using them to, like, you know, watch girls through their webcams. Right. And it's, you know, I, when I think about it, like, the way that we, the way that we organized the bedroom when I started letting Emily use my old computer was to put it on, you remember how my bedroom is laid out, right? Yeah. So her, her computer is set up on her desk, which is just pointed at the bed, and... 
it drives me nuts the idea that there is a webcam pointed at my bed. Huh. Like I don't like there to be a webcam in my house. Right? Sure. And I and I like I felt like it was just sort of weird paranoia, you know, because there's a light that's on when it's doing and, and it's like and I was you know, my worry is that like it gets accidentally left on rather than you know, it the government is using it to spy on me and steal my bodily fluids. <laughs> but you know, this, I mean, fucking malware that is going to just let people, you know, watch me take a dump in my bed. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want you to take a dump in your bed, but I guess it's none of it's not really my concern. Well, I mean, I put a plate down. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. You want a bedpan? Yeah. You have a bedpan. It's not a bedpan. It's just it's like a commemorative. It's like a Franklin Mint commemorative <laughs> Star Trek plate. A dinner plate. Remind yeah. me to uh, not eat dinner at your house. Well, just don't eat up for the don't eat up for the uhura. You're such a racist. Well, because I be, I'm racist because I was randomly selecting a Star Trek character and I chose the the one black woman. Yep. Why is that not sexist instead of racist? <laughs> now, sexist I mean, I guess, would be, I mean it's only natural to want to take a dump on a woman's chest. I but see. the fact that you picked the black woman instead of all the other women in the original Star Trek series. Right. What What was there? There was Nurse... Ratchet? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nurse. No, it was Nurse Gene Roddenberry's wife. Nurse Burnsplurt? Yeah, Burnsplurt, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then there was the... There was like, I remember in the early one of the really early episodes, there was like some blonde... Go go boots. Oh, Nurse Chapel, of course. Nurse Chapel. Nurse Chapel. Okay. Uh, yeah, it seemed like there were a lot of just there were a lot of like stewardesses on the Enterprise in the <laughs> right. first season, right? <sighs> yeah, you got to get the next generation set so that you can take a dump on Marina Sirtis. Sure. And uh, uh, I actually take a dump on Marina Sirtis on my Serta mattress. So exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, or Gates McFadden. They, she could be the, the Gates to your your bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Who else? I don't remember the names of any of the other actresses. Who's Tasha Yar? That was... Uh, yeah. What's her name? That. Yeah, well, you don't know. I mean, because Denise they Crosby. Her the first yeah, Denise Crosby. Denise Crosby. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then she went on to uh, be brought back from the dead by that evil uh, Indian burial ground. Yeah, she. Well, she came back Romulan, which is because the soil of a man's heart is stonier. Okay. Yeah. Across the road there to Romulus. That's right. You don't want to go uh, up there. What was I reading? I was reading about something that they're trying to... Like, they discovered a moon of Pluto, and it was... There was a some kind of online poll to determine what it would be named, and William Shatner mobilized all of the Star Trek fans to to vote for... Romulus. Wasn't it Vulcan? Vulcan. Vulcan. Vulcan, yeah. yeah, okay, it was Vulcan. Because it had to be, it had to fit the naming scheme and still had to be uh, the name of a Roman god. Mm, mm. 
So it fits, but it's still incredibly nerdy. Because he had proposed Vulcan and Romulus, and Vulcan is the one that made it onto the poll. Yeah. I also learned uh, from a from just a random retweet of somebody by uh, some account called Science Porn that uh, in the like between the discovery of Pluto and its declassification as a planet, Pluto did not even make a single rotation around the sun. Yeah. That was interesting. So it only has itself to blame, really, for being demoted. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I I wish that... I wish that people cared about anything important as much as they cared about that. (laughs) Right. You know, I mean, like... Just the science issues that actually get people riled up. Although I wouldn't say that people were real riled up about that. I don't know. But people were upset. They they felt like they had lost something in a weird way. Yeah. And scientists are not the people for to say like, well, I know that you've made these these um, qualifications for a planet, and Pluto doesn't meet them, but. I have an emotional attachment to the idea of there being nine planets because it reminds me of learning things when I was a kid when there was still hope in the world. So if you could just go back to there being nine planets so I don't want to kill myself, that would be great. Like, a scientist is... Your hardcore astrophysicist is not really going to process that. Yeah. I mean, it sort of reminds me of, like, the whole Ebonics thing where it was just, like, all this outrage directed at, like as though it was somehow acknowledging these, these like sort of mistake laden form as legitimate, as opposed to just like, like the reason that people were mad about that is that they don't understand what linguists do. Right. Right. Like they are just describing a consistent dialect and putting a name on it. And nothing that they do has any power or any intention to legitimize or delegitimize anything. Yeah. Because that's just not how that works. But, like, you know, because people are... It, and it's like this delicate blend of, like, racism and grammar assholery. Got... Well, I admit it, it took me a while to get used to the idea that there wasn't... In, when you're talking about grammar and dialect, there's not so much a right and a wrong as there is, like, a a description of variance, and that the description of variance is an interesting thing, versus just, well, let's figure out what the right one is, and let's all use that. Yeah. I mean, you, you could... Uh, like... Well, you can, and I still do, say, like... That's wrong. I don't say it's un- non-standard usage. Just like it is wrong to say that was just laying there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's okay for it. To, it's okay for it to bother you when stuff is derived from mistakes, right? But like, so many of the words that we use are just like common mistakes from a long time ago that nobody remembers that they're wrong, right? You know, and so they're not. Like, they're not meaningful. Which is why, like, I can't get upset about nonplussed right because and and they're just like flammable and inflammable i think that those words are not well equipped to survive and that is why they've gotten all fucked up right because like like a word that sort of feels like it's opposite isn't gonna last right 
Although with inflammable, it's a little bit dangerous because it's still being used to like make a warnings on things. Yeah. Like, danger, inflammable. Like, well, why is that dangerous? <laughs> danger, totally safe. You, I mean, I think that's sort of on the people whose job it is to communicate danger to do so unambiguously. When things are shifting all the time, like, I've given up on nauseated versus nauseous because nobody really knows that, and making people feel dumb just makes them hate you. Yeah, I mean, I will try to use it correctly. Like, I, I only ever correct my own grammar and as a right. joke. Right. If it's, but if it's somebody that I know is has the same sicknesses that I do, where it would bother them to be wrong about something like that, I'll tell them. Yeah. But if it's just you know random person, and des like decimate is turning into that too. Decimate means destroyed ten percent of. But now it just means it's like a a more intense level of destruction instead of a less intense because it sounds like, yeah, you fucking decimated that dude because it sounds like devastate. Yeah, and I, and I, like, I feel like what, that's another one where the usage that you hear, like, you know, this army was decimated and that it is like a big fucking deal if 10% of an army is killed in a single battle. Sure. But... I mean, yeah, it's just a weird one. Because, yeah, it does, you know, it seems, it feels right to use it in the way that people use it that isn't its original sense. Yeah, it's like, this is even more ultimate. It's penultimate. Yeah, I remember that was one of the first things that I ever, like, caught my dad using incorrectly after I had learned what it meant. And then, you know, it was like, he he was very much a guy who was like, ah, really? Let's let's look. And we looked in the dictionary. He's like, huh, I'll be damned. Yeah, it was. I don't know where I learned that, but. But yeah, it was a. Uh, this is probably gonna come up when I hassle riff about it for fun on video games, hot dog. But people are people were bitching about the way that he. I don't remember how he pronounces it, and I don't actually remember the right way to pronounce it. But it melee. I've always said melee, but I have no basis for that I know yeah I'm pretty sure that what Riff says is Malie Malie. and I think I say Malie but it also just doesn't mean what video game nerds use it to mean right like a Malie is like a fracas it is it is a it insinuates a chaotic brawl a confused struggle among several people so like a melee weapon wouldn't be a thing really well, but I mean, there, you know, the, uh, you know, and they say this could be about violence in video games, right? You know, this is a talking point. Like, since so much of what you are doing in video games is either shooting dudes with things or hitting dudes with things, there needs to be a, a word. There are ranged weapons, you know, which that just is right there in the description. So these are weapons to be used in a melee, as it was originally intended, but it just came to mean, like, uh, melee means hitting things with this thing. 
Yeah, like a physical contact. It got turned which, around a little bit. Which, I mean, I guess, it, like, like, things that you hit somebody with while you're still touching them, too. <laughs> right? So, yeah, you can see why you'd need a shorthand for that. Uh, Merriam-Webster says melee. Melee? Yeah. Which well, is okay. why I, I always make the melee kalikimaka joke about having a, a fighting mm. Christmas time. Sure. Thing. Like I do. Is so I didn't I, I read something recently. I and by recently I probably mean like before Christmas. But it, it this thing seemed to suggest that Mele Kalikimaka was like the way that Japanese borrows words from other languages. Yeah, like just ramune for lemonade. Approximating it phonetically. Yeah. And that it is just because there's no R in Hawaiian. And that it is just Merry Christmas, as close as you can say that in Hawaiian. Is that true? I saw the same thing that you did, so I can't say for sure. But it seems like that would make sense. Just like, is there no S in Hawaiian? I don't know that there is. There, the thing that I saw said there were pronunciation rules that made it so like. You never end a word in an S in Hawaiian, so they had to do something else. Mm. I think that was a Reddit thing. Yeah, could be. Phrases borrowed directly from English, but since Hawaiian has a different phonological system that doesn't have the R or S of English, and its phonotactic constraints do not permit consonants at the end of syllables or consonant clusters. So that's actually very similar to... To Japanese, right? Like, because everything is. Is that well? Am I wrong about that? I feel like the the Japanese, ev- the individual units of the language are consonant vowel pairs. Huh. I'd be willing to believe that, just because I'm a trusting sort. But because I mean, I'm I'm just I'm trying to think of a Japanese word with two consonants in a row, or a Japanese name with two consonants in a row, or even like with an odd number of letters. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna drive me crazy now. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I guess if if like the ichiban that did so that that violates it, right? Yeah. Kind of. Because Bond, yeah, huh, I don't know. It, although it could just be the, it, oh, that only loan words are used. Because I, I don't really understand the difference between different Japanese writing systems. Like, yeah, are I they mean, just like, different ways of expressing the same thing? Or, I mean, like, I watch a lot of anime, so I know a lot about Japanese culture. Yeah. But, uh, no. You know that all of them are... are uh, some like ev- every plot device in every anime is just an excuse for someone to have sex with a child. Yeah, or, but have it not or an actually octopus. be having sex with a child. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, there you go. <sighs> culture, buddy, culture. Yeah, yeah. So you were saying that you don't believe that Sam is going to let us transition from voice to music. Do you want to just start doing questions, do them until we're done, and then just switch to music once in case it 
in case it crashes the whole system. Yeah, I, I think so, because it, it wouldn't... Well, it's not that it crashes, it just won't let me back into music. But uh, we started off late enough that I'm okay just powering through if you want to. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to pee or anything. All right, let's do it. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, radio bug to the bear questions. Green72 says, Dear Jake, have you ever played Draw Something or the like? You being an artist, it seems like you would be able to pull off some pretty cool drawings. Do you ever draw stuff on a touchscreen for work purposes? Do you prefer using a finger or a stylus? Do you like drawing stuff that isn't for game-making purposes? Uh, I never did play Draw Something. I feel I think it was when it was a year ago when we were here that everybody just played the fuck out of Draw Something for like two days and then it just vanished. Um, and I... I liked, I think we talked about this, I liked what I thought Draw Something was, but right. it wasn't that. And I don't, rem- I don't remember what it was. Like, I wanted it to be, I wanted there to be a competitive aspect yeah, it to it. Yeah, it was definitely in your best interest to, like, it was collaborative and the clues were a thing that you didn't really like how they were constructed. Like, the fact that sometimes the clue would be two words without a space in between them. Ah, uh, yeah. And then later on, it got to always be Doritos. Right. Um, do, uh, man. It is like... true, though, when, uh, <clears throat> after Zynga bought it, because I played it for about six months, but after Zynga bought it, they set up the alternate currency where if you didn't like your clues that you were given to draw, you could buy different clues. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the clues got shittier and more obscure unless you paid for the the other ones. It, huh. And I feel like it, it's not just me thinking that. It was just kind of obvious. Like, instead of chair, scissors, Skrillex, you would get, like, sadness. The potato famine... <laughs> <laughs> just like, or with you the, could, the with the the in place. Yeah, it's hard to draw no potatoes. Yeah, and the 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 band as the last one. I don't. So I, the other thing is, I don't think that I would play that t- trying to draw things that looked good because the idea that somebody could watch the entire process would make me crazy self conscious about it. They did Zynga did make it so you could speed that up, which made sense. Mm. Uh, do you ever draw stuff on a touch screen for work purposes? No, 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 no. I, I, every, all of the art for KOL is pen and paper and scanned. I, I've never... I've gotten fairly close. Like, just one, one time I just spent an afternoon seeing if I could... Uh, and, and I will explain why I did this afterwards, but seeing if I could draw stuff in my paint program and then make it look like KOL art, like make it so that they wouldn't look weird next to each other. And I couldn't really, um, because it needs, you know, it's possible that if I were like using Photoshop, I could make some sort of a custom brush that would simulate the like tiny amount of puddling of ink that happens and stuff. You know, the, the, like a, the end of a line segment, not just being, perfectly clipped off and that and that kind of stuff and just the variations the variations in line weight just as a result of it being a rollerball pen and and it not 
looking completely artificial. Um, you can do a little bit of that at a time, but you can't really do a whole a whole picture. And the reason that I wanted it is because I was trying to see if I could pull off um, alpha channel transparency, which only ping PNGs can do, but that's fine because all browsers support PNGs. But that would just like, it would allow me to like say draw 10 trees and then just sort of stamp a forest onto the screen by placing those trees. Right. Um, and the thing that the thing that stops that from working is that I I don't actually scan the stuff at black and white. I scan it in grayscale, which is sort of also critical to making it look the way that it looks. And so doing that, I can't like shrink it down and get the proper anti-aliasing on the outside of it that you need for alpha channel transparency. Right. Because that's with alpha channel transparency, it's like rather than there's this one palette entry on the image file that is transparent that you can see everything through, it it there's like a there's another layer of the of the image that is how transparent is each pixel on it. Huh. So you can do a thing where like if you, I mean, it, what it does is it make you don't get the weird jaggy things when you put an anti-aliased thing, which all of KOL's art is shrunk down and anti-aliased by that shrinking process. Uh, you can't put an anti-alias thing in front of something else because it'll still be anti-aliased against white, right? So there will be, you will see a little halo around it and it just looks ugly because you don't really have any control over what each pixel looks like. But with alpha channel transparency, you can just say, this is not blending into white, this is blending into transparent. Huh. So it'll just, you'll be able to see through like the top edge of a curve, you'd be able to see a little bit of what was behind it and it would just blend together naturally mm -hmm. instead of looking like it was just copied and pasted on there. You know, and like it's, it, yeah, it, it, it just sucks. Like I've gotten so, there is so much existing artwork that, that changing anything would just be, I, I gotta feel like if, if we did another game where I was still doing the artwork, I would probably see if I could get away with actually just doing it on the computer. Yeah. Um, mm. Because it just removes the, you know, it's like I am super paranoid that stuff from last week on is going to look slightly different than it did before because I had to get a new scanner. Mm. And I, and I just <laughs> don't, I don't want to have to, you know, like I'm already set enough in my ways that it's like I'm still using this seven or eight year old paint program no, actually, I guess it's older than that now. It's like a 15-year-old paint program because I don't want to change anything because I like the way that it, this looks and if I use I know how to use it and it makes stuff look consistent with other stuff. But, you know, it just sucks because, like, when I... Although this isn't the case anymore. I think this was just some weird esoteric graphics setting that I was using before, but, like, you can't run that paint program in Windows 7 without it, like turning off all the screen effects and going into some weird compatibility color mode. Huh, really? Yeah, and it doesn't happen anymore, I think, because I just turned a lot of those effects off because I don't care about them. A um, little, all the translucent borders and stuff? Yeah, and the, yeah, the, the like, you know, whooshing down like a ghost when you uh, minimize something and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't need, you know, I don't really, like, I liked the way Windows XP looked, and I kind of like the way 7 looks, and I don't need it to be, like, everything looks like Windows 2000 or whatever. Right. Because that's ugly, and I sort of like having the bigger 
buttons and stuff on on a bigger monitor, but like, yeah, I don't. You know, it's it's a tool. It's 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 like a machine that I use for working yeah. or playing video games, right? Like Windows is not a thing that I use for fun. It's a thing that supports the things that I do for work and for fun. Um, but no, I would not draw on a on a touch screen. I don't think I did get a. Um, with the with the thought that like Roy and I could both use this, I got one of those uh, the the low end Cintiq things. It's like a like a monitor with a it's like a combination external monitor and and uh, drawing tablet. Yeah, that's the so you thing. actually draw on it. I used one I used one at GDC last year, and I was like, you know, I'll bet this would dramatically increase the speed with which Roy can make art in Illustrator. Hmm. Um, and then I also used it for, for that card game, the robot card game prototype. And I thought maybe I would do that if I, if I end up making a real version of that and doing the high res art for it. Um, but it was, it was tricky to get used to. I like, it got to the point where if I needed to do just a little bit of it, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to use a mouse. Hmm. Like it's not going to look as natural, but I was never able to do shit with a drawing tablet. Like Okay. I have this inability to draw a line that is horizontal. Hmm. And you'll notice this in a lot of KOL art, like things that are supposed to be flat tend to slant up and to the right by a lot. Um, and if it is important, like for lining things up that I have to do something, I've got uh, Roy made me a light box that I just put some graph paper behind the the paper that I'm drawing. I used to just use cheaper paper and I could just see graph paper through it. But since I started using this nicer paper, which doesn't, uh, the ink doesn't bleed. I need the, I need a light box to do that. There's a lot of art that I can do now, larger scale things that I wouldn't have probably tried to do without that light box. That was a pretty good, pretty good thing. Uh, Sturlock says, "Could we please have a checkbox for breaking the prism? Ended my Jarlsberg run by accident the other day. Also, a way to not turn off the rat faucet if you accidentally find it. Don't you have to like hit a button to break the prism, or is it just do you just click on the dude? I don't remember how that works. I don't play this game. I think you just click on the dude. Mm. I could maybe see replacing that with a." actual UI element that was a button that said break the prism. Uh, Thostopeda says, can you add a clear button to the inventory filter? I think you can just click in there and hit enter, can't you? Hmm. Let me try it. Yeah, you can. I mean, that's not exactly like a clear button. I always just click my inventory icon again. Uh, to get rid of it. That's, um... You know, there's the predictable inch-mile stuff, but I am already using the shit out of that filter. Yeah. Like, it just made... I mean, because, you know, what I'm always doing is looking for some particular item to test, and a lot of the time, when we're working on stuff, it's not in the right inventory section yet, and stuff, so... Link Radio Lads says, Hey, you'll be happy to hear that Fantasy University is no... More, I looked it up on Facebook the other day and couldn't find it. They shut down like a year ago. And I'm not happy to hear that. Like, that I didn't realize that uh, it, that was made by the company that it was made by. I'm, I, you know, I'm annoyed that 
it was very clearly influenced in both some broad and some very specific ways by KOL, and they denied it. Well, first they right. said that they were they were influenced by KOL, and then they said that they had never played it at all. That was a little weird. Yeah, the, one of the, I mean, the, the, apart from some of their artists having played it, and I mean, you know, I just, I, it's fine. I don't, I don't feel like we were wronged by anything that they did. I just think that, I think that they were lying when they said that, that the, the, the primary creative team was unaware of it. And that makes me sad. You know, because I don't know what they were. I don't know what they were trying to avoid by lying about that. But those guys, you know, they made some awesome stuff. Like the guy that runs that company made my, like my favorite iPhone game, um, and apparently didn't sell enough copies for him to continue making and selling new level packs for it, which makes me sad because I don't get any new level packs. But uh, and then they made um, Tiny Heroes, which. Hot stuff played the shit out of. I didn't get as into it because it was, it was too hard for my feeble mind. That was one of those freemium uh, kind of things. I think you're thinking of Hero Academy. Probably. Tiny Heroes was a sort of a more complicated dungeon-themed Plants vs. Zombies. Like it sends dudes in, and you you select a stable of of traps that you can install in the dungeon, and it it very much plays like it is it is just a Plants vs Zombies with a lot larger possibility space. Huh? Did you play much Plants vs Zombies? I yeah I played I completed it and kept playing to fill out some of the other crap on it. It was one of those where I think the random achievements actually made me want to keep playing it just because I needed an excuse Yeah. to keep playing. So yeah, I played the shit out of Plants vs. Zombies. It was pretty fun. I played all the way through it on the PC like when it came out. Yeah. That was when I was, in, when I was in New York. And then I, a couple of years ago, got it on my phone and played all the way through it again. I keep wanting to get it for Android, but then the reviews say that the Android version of it is missing half of the features. Hmm. So it, <clears throat> it's the same price as the iOS thing, but you're not getting the entire game. Yeah, the oh, iOS like, one built, like, it started out really limited. Like, it didn't have most of the stuff from the PC version, and they added it later. Hmm. So I wonder if they just decided that it wasn't worth the work to add that stuff to the Android version. You hear that a lot from people, and then everybody gets real mad about it on Slashdot. Like... Yeah people just like developers just saying they can't deal with supporting a product on Android because the fragmentation of the platform and the relative lack of money that you get for doing it just makes it not make any sense to spend the time on it, you know, compared yeah. to Apple's Apple's shitty Nazi walled garden. Yeah, I've heard that and like I believe it because when I look in the Play Store I see a lot of knockoffs of things and a lack of stuff that I've seen on iOS. So, yeah, what's weird though okay. is that you'll still every once in a while on on the top sellers or whatever, you'll see something that's just a fucking like 
knockoff of Minecraft that stole, like, that reuses Minecraft's art textures and stuff. And it's like, how did that, like, what is the point of your restrictions if shit like that gets through? Like, you know, just unlicensed Pokemon games and stuff. Right. You know, I think there's there's a lot more of that on, on Android, but that is, the fact that there is any of it on iOS is super weird to me. Yeah, there's a ton of... Star Raven says... Like, okay, oh. go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. There are a ton of shitty Android games that, like, if you look for... For a while, like, if you looked for Angry Birds, you would get, like, Enraged Waterfowl or Bird Toss. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you look for Pipe Dream and you get Plumber, Plumbing Game, Game of Plumbing, Plum. So and those you- would show up on searches for those specific terms? Yeah. Wow, weird. Because they, but I'm sure that that's in the keywords. Like, hey, this is a game kind of like the, what was the one that you were talking about last week? The iOS game that had all the chips and the things. Oh, chip chain. Chip chain. Yeah, there is a chip chains on and and a chips chain on Android, and neither of them have anything to do with the actual one. Oh, good. I mean, playing a clone of that would be like playing it. Yeah, they're always super shitty, though, and, like, serve up ads every five seconds. Yeah, and that sucks. I, um... I can't tell if we finished a game of Song Pop or not, because I don't understand how a game of that works. Right. It just kind of keeps going back and forth forever. Oh. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess that makes more sense that, like, it makes more sense that it seems like it's designed for you to just walk away in the middle of it. Yeah, like, you play your turn, I play my turn, and it just goes back and forth. It tallies who wins and keeps a running total and then resets it every week. Mm. So when you've bought those extra song packs, do those become a thing that I can play if you select one of them? Yes. Okay, because it seemed like there were only, like, five or six options and i got another i got i don't somebody started a random game with me somehow i don't, I don't know how that worked huh. um and it they they just kept every time it was their turn they would select modern rap and then i would just be guessing right what you don't know the difference between flow rider and uh, two chains no i was able to guess I, I was able to beat the guy at one of the rounds of modern rap just by guessing Huh. And uh, there were there were two that I knew. There were two that I recognized. It was like Eminem and then a different Eminem song. So modern modern white guy rap. That's a that's a category I can. <laughs> you can roll with that. Fine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Was that Star Raven says why is the meat globe a quest item? I don't remember. Don't know. Linguini Lad says bugger feature. I can't foam dart other people in hardcore Ronin, but I can foam dart myself in Ronin. That's just a, I mean, I would not call it either. I would just call it an attribute of the dart, I guess. Because whether you can use it on people in Ronin or Hardcore and whether you can use it on yourself are just two different toggles that we have on curse items. Uh-huh. And so, and they're, they're independent of one another. Wax says, Mr. Skullhead, have you ever considered writing a book? What would it be about? I have 
considered writing a book probably in the same way that everybody else has considered writing a book. I've considered writing Although some... I would say with you, you, you are more capable of putting your money where your mouth is than most randos. Yeah. I think... I that... mean, you have professionally written several books worth of material, like, yeah. you know, worth of sentences, right? Which is not a thing that most people can say. I have... I think I'm going to be more likely to do a collection of short stories than a novel at this point, just because I'm terrified of novel. So maybe yeah. the, maybe the novel-length book of short stories will happen, and that will make me feel like I can do it. Does, is there anything like that? Is there like uh, Nashostowo? <laughs> Nashostomo. Nashostowomo. There will be. Now I'm. Well, I'm I was convinced. saying Wo was week, not so National Short Story Week month. <laughs> oh yeah. National Week Short Story Month. Everybody write a shitty short story. Yeah. Sure. Writing a short story seems like one of those things where if you had the right idea and you woke up in the right kind of mood, somebody could write a pretty good short story in a day. Or you could spend a year slowly beating one into shape. Yeah. I think it's it's something that you could write in a day and have ready to go in a week. But, uh, yeah, it's just all about the doing. Eventually. Yeah, which is hard. Eventually, you gotta, I'll be a doer. You gotta set yourself up for it. You. More for Mr. Scullet. If you had to design an item of the month all by yourself, no outside help, what do you think you would make? It can be anything you want except for a tripod stand. What is a tripod stand? Something that you put your tripod on so that the tripod will be more stable. So, like, the ground? Yeah. I would design the okay. ground. The Earth. Okay. Hey. I mean, when I... It's just a comprehensive reality simulator. Yeah. When I design an item of the month, it tends to be saying things like, hey, we should make just a standalone card game that you can play in KOL, and it shouldn't relate back to KOL at all. It should just be this game that you play, and you guys who know about games should just make it so it's a game. And uh, I'll do the hard part, which is writing all of these uh, bios that nobody needs to read. So it, and uh, that turned into Alice's Army, and I don't know that I should take any credit for that, really. But uh, that's that tends to be the way I design. I'm trying to get a little more detail oriented in in that shit. Well, the I, I mean, the, I don't know. Alice's Army was a collaboration, but it definitely like, yeah. I did a lot we of cheerleading. We wouldn't have done it if you hadn't proposed it, right? So yeah. there is certainly a, like, primary causal relationship between you and it. You know? I mean, this, like... I would say the fact that it exists is mean. The fact that it is like it is is everybody else. Mm. Like, the fact that it works. Um, you know, a lot of the, the, like, I feel like there are items of the month that were mostly you making the decisions about stuff. And then, you know, especially in the early days, like me implementing them. Uh -huh. Right. I mean that, so it, it's like, 
it's sort of like everything else, right? If it were a modern item of the month, it would be something that was crazy complicated and a ton of work for everybody. And if it were an old item of the month, it would be like, you know, two sentences of writing and copying and pasting the code from two different familiars into a new familiar. Because right. uh, that was how we rolled. Uh, Jick, you're number one. Do you remember who number two was? Also, your character ID is number one. Do you remember who had character ID number two? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so one, so two through nine were just test accounts that I made to test uh, the character creation page. And then, no, two through 10. And then 11 was my buddy Greg from grade school. And then 12 was my girlfriend at the time. And was thir 13 was Mighty Bjorn. Right. And then... So, which was your first one, but 11 was Bjorn. So, like, two of the first four accounts had the name Bjorn in them. So, whatever. Um, and then, like, a few months in, you made Mr. Skullhead. And then that was the account that you were using as your main when you started really working on it. Yeah. And then we switched it at some point so that you'd have the lower ID on your primary account. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there wasn't anybody in between me and 11 and 12. Moon that day. I don't remember what the names of those accounts were. I mean, I did, they either got deleted for inactivity back when we did that, or, or we, I just deleted them. Uh, I wasn't around here in 2003. What was the game like back then? Mr. Scully, when did you join up, and when did you become a dev? How did you two become friends? Uh, we were too nerdy to... We were too nerdy for the nerd table, so we became the nerd nerd table in high school. True. Is that what we became for? I think it's not that we were too nerdy, it's that we were just assholes. <laughs> no, it's that I was a bad DM. And uh, I was playing favorites in my my tune. Not, not tune, but uh, some video game, role-playing game that I made up. Yep. Was there a, I remember your I remember the vampire one. It was um there was a door in my video game thing, my video game themed dungeon that was the King Hippo from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and one of the dudes at the table stepped up to fight him, didn't wait for him to open his mouth to telegraph the hit and got knocked out and then you stepped up and said is he just going to hit me unless I wait till he opens his mouth? And I said yes. And that pissed that guy off so much that he, he kicked us off of the nerd table. No. I didn't remember that specific story. So we were too smart for the nerd table. That's right. We, we were too, we were too uh, richly educated in pop culture. Yeah, even then, pop culture both united us and divided us from the world. Uh, so I mentioned this earlier, says Manayachanichu. I noticed there are a bunch of effects that don't decrement in PvP. I can understand the reason behind this. However, they still count against you in Purity Mini. Uh, that's bad enough with on the trail, with eyes flashing yellow or whatever it's called. And even worse, because A, can't be gotten rid of with uh, soft greens or whatever. And B, you're going to typically have a lot more turns of it than on the trail, so you can't easily burn them off somewhere before PvPing. So can you make it so any effect that doesn't decrement in PvP also doesn't count against the Purity Mini? Or for the Impurity Mini, you could someday add, to be fair? Uh, I would not have a problem with that, but I'm not the one to talk to about it. 
um, should figure out. There's a thread asking C.D. Moyer to come on the show. I wonder if we... I wonder if he would be down for recording a remote show the way that we do. Hmm. It probably wouldn't sound as good as our remote shows because he doesn't have super pro audio gear. But I bet people would like that if Chris was willing to do it. We just had him as a guest on the Thursday show sometime. And I miss him. I wish he would come out and visit us. Uh, Electric Bolter says, you always, uh, you always said that you have no problem putting things into a game that only one player could ever make, such as consumables. What about a million Ascension trophy that only the player with the one millionth Ascension could get? Or is that just too cruel? Um, I would not put in a trophy that only one person could get. I don't think so at this point. That would that would be crushing. Then he asks how many Ascensions have been completed in the history of KOL. I'm afraid to run that query because I don't know what kind of table that is. Um, but maybe I'll get back to you. Or you could ask Seaton Moyer. <laughs> Any thoughts on Baby Scarface's 100,000 basement floor cleared? You know, I have no thoughts on that at all. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's not... There, There is the rational part of me that says that anything like that is, you know, it's not... You're not really different person the day after your 40th birthday than the day before yeah. right it's not like just because it is a round number milestone doesn't make it important but I also don't I don't feel that way on a visceral level uh, Welt says can you add gizzard to the list of random body parts if we can have wizards in it we should be able to brick it uh, do people have gizzards what is a gizzard no, I was thinking of crop. They're, they're, I'm not sure what the gizzard is. The crop is the part that's full of rocks for birds so that they can... Oh, that was a crop. Or a crop. A crop. A, a crock. The birds have crocks in their... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Crops? I think you're thinking of what the cops come and try to steal your. Oh, right. <clears throat> is that oh, a thing about okay, marijuana? a crop... Sometimes also called a croup or a craw or in gluvies. Yeah. Yep, a thin walled uh, expanded portion of the alimentary tract used for the storage of food prior to uh, digestion. Huh. So apparently the gizzard is also the same kind of deal. We don't we don't have them. That's a shame. Yeah, and for you know, it rhymed and that's why it says that in that choice adventure that was not like establishing canon about the anatomy of every player uh paragon 99 says inch mile here but could you add favorites and items in each tab to one of the request types in api.php uh, also could you add macros and macro ids also see again this should be this should be a cd mayor question why are we doing this uh, Alexander says, I know this is purely aesthetic and will not actually affect gameplay at all, but right now, after Afterlife Al is arranged as follows. Step one, lifestyle, casual, normal, hardcore. Step two, class. Step three, path. Step four, sign. Could the page be rearranged to put path before class? Uh, currently, three out of 11 paths eliminate the class choice in step two. It just feels like it would make more sense to pick path before class. Well, in those cases it was, but not in the eight out of 11 that don't. <laughs> but is that going to be more and more true as we add more 
places where the class is not relevant? I I think that given the way, given the 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 number of people who said that they felt like Zombie Master was a little too hot on the heels of Boris, um, that maybe doing one path a year where you are a totally different class is what we should shoot for rather than two a year. Sure. Um, so, you know, at that rate, the the proportion would stay about the same. But I mean, still, it's like I, I understand and why when you go into it with a particular purpose that it would make more sense, but that purpose is not something that the form knows until after you've expressed it, right? So it's... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not like... How would, if you were describing your run, I guess you would say, I'm doing a hardcore teetotaler postmancer named Frank. Right? Like, so are those broader? I mean, like, they're, they're sort of interchangeable in terms of how important they are. Uh, the Dog Delusion says, "Thanks for the inventory layout update, thingy guys. It is so good. Yeah, no, I'm glad that I'm glad that that finally. I'm glad that it worked. I I had like I had the idea and I wrote down for CD Moyer to do it when he got to stopping point in Word Realm stuff. And then when he did it, I was like, ah, okay, this was this was a good idea. This was the right thing to do. Um, yeah, it's no, it's nice. It's I I really really like it." Um, like I said, I'm using it a lot already. Dogler420 says, with the new inventory tab system, I was making a tab of items I could re reuse daily and notice they don't have any standardized type to let you know they're reusable. Oscus says, never-ending soda, for instance, says usable once per day, while the heart of dark chocolate just says usable. Yeah, that's because that's just a hard-coded list in uh, desk item. So, I don't know. I mean, I would be amenable to... I wonder if the wiki has a page that is once per day items let's look i wonder if the wiki has crippling malware hmm. apparently people have had trouble with that i never have i think there was like one or two times well you also use adblock i don't no oh not for years uh let's see so let's say i looked at uh, never ending soda. The never ending soda. Sorry. And see if there's like a category. Man, the internet is slow in this building. Um, well, let's go on while I wait for that to load. Any option says, uh, no, an option says Yatsufusa to change the order of the newly implemented inventory tabs would be marvelous. Could we get that? Probably. <laughs> Probably that wouldn't be that big of a deal, but I, it's one of those things like display case shelves where it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a big deal to make it like that in the first place, but it might, it might be one of those really bug prone changes. Um, let's see, you see also MP restores, yeah, categories, usable items, and dungeon loot. So I guess the wiki doesn't have an item category for things that you can use once per day. 
so that's not going to be easy. Maybe I'll start a forum thread. Say, hey, people, what other items should have this designator on them? Why don't you guys do my work for me? Deus Ex Machina says, thanks for the C update. It's looking a lot more fun and newbie friendly. The only problem is us spades don't have as much minus item for cases where we're doing crazy spade stuff and need to drop our item percent really low. Can we get more equipment that just gives us horrible penalties? You can wear the old scuba gear and the new scuba gear at the same time right now. Mm. So you can still get you can still get the minus 100. Um, and two, I just noticed that we never got a stench aligned starfish. We got the rock lobster, snow angel, clownfish, and bonsai, but no stench. Any plans for one? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's just a, that's a bucket that we haven't had a need to fill yet. A lot of people, a lot of people noting that, that the main map, including Doglord420 here, the main map has a border to make it look like it's a piece of paper in an actual physical map. The old man's shack has animated smoke coming out of it. What's up with that? I don't know why it bothers people that, 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 that is like that, but it doesn't bother them that only a portion of the Sorceress Tower appears on it, and also that it changes over time, and also that, uh, it, you know, it didn't bother them that there was like a hundred foot tall old man on it before. I think that bothered, bothered a few people. Yeah, no, no. And then Rusty Knight, of course, explains that a wizard did it. Uh, Sifter says, any chance Jarlsberg likes to participate in St. Sneaky Pete's Day using some mediocre loggers? I think that... Oh, oh, I think that you are wanting a green beer recipe. No. Because the, the way that that stuff works, it would have to... I would have to make a new thing that was equivalent to green beer, and then every single thing that checks for green beer anywhere would also have to check for that, which I don't want to mess with, um, because otherwise it would it would make it so he could eat, drink all green beer and not just green beer that he made. I eat food. Says the spider goblin conspirator looks like he's hitting it from the back. Bug or feature? Uh, I'm gonna look at this picture and see what he's talking about. Man, this internet is slow. Conspirator. Oh, I see. So it looks like he's got his arms. Hmm. I mean, I guess it, maybe he's like a big fat guy with spider legs coming out of his gut, and he's fucking the severed head of a spider. Uh-huh. Right. And those top, yeah, those top things do kind of read his arms. That's weird. Why didn't I notice that before? Although I think that you're just imagining this because you're a pervert. I eat food. Uh, Blistergrass says, someone suggested the other week that you had the ketchup pound that Bob Racecar drops for Racecar Bob, and you seem to like it. Uh, Yep, yep, did that, did that, did that. Work purchases. So let's imagine that I were to make a film about the Kingdom of Loathing in the style of Conan the Barbarian. Which character class from the Kingdom would you have in the title role? Which character would you play, and who would play you in the film? Well, that's weird. So I'm an actor... I'm not the title role, but I am in the movie. I'm in the movie as both an actor and a character. Um, well, we've already so, established that Jennifer Connelly will be playing you. Yeah. Uh, Roy sent a picture today of... Uh, he was watching that game shop web series that Jordan Morris is in and found a character that looked like a girl version of me. 
How redundant. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, would play me in the film. I would play Polly Shore. Nah. And the character class uh, would be Polly Shore as well. Played by Polly Shore. I'm sure we could uh, find a part for Matthew Lillard, though. Oh, yeah, sure. Matthew Lillard would be the counsel. Uh, Scully, any chance you'll be making the plot for Crimbo again? This year's Crimbo had an awesome story. You have made the you have written the story for every Crimbo except the candy one, which I did. Yeah, so, as a general yeah, rule, yeah, I'd a, say that's like a hundred percent, a hundred percent chance. There's at least some like, okay, here's what this Crimbo is going to be like, and uh, even though I may not do all the development stuff on it, but yeah, I think we already have an idea that uh, we'll be fleshing out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that, actually. Now, I, I, I would not have been able to remember it a couple minutes ago, but then I, and then I did. Uh-huh. So at first I couldn't remember something, and then I remembered it. I'm pretty sure that's actually just how remembering stuff works. It's a, like, it's a cool story. For, first, I wasn't thinking about this thing from the past, and now I am. <laughs> so, uh, Jake, how's San Francisco? How goes the C-Vamp in progress? That's good. It's good. Um, both. Both of those things are good. Uh, I uh, uh, I have stopped being uh, I've I've lost the uh, sort of uh, bronchial irritation associated with walking up a whole lot of hills. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing. I find that if like if I go a long time at home without say biking to work, and then I bike to work the first couple of days that I do it, I just like my my chest hurts from breathing hard until I get used to. Reading hard again. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, nope, but it's good, man. We've been eating. We've been eating sausages at Rosamunda's a lot, and that's delicious. And we've been uh, we went, went climbing at the best rock gym in the world. And uh, that place makes you feel good because the routes are rated real easy. So you go up two or three notches in the difficulty of routes that you can effortlessly climb. So it's like a ski place yeah. where all the black diamonds are actually blue squares. <clears throat> yeah, and purple horseshoes. Yes. Yeah, a purple horseshoe would be weird. Like this is just a like you ski down and then back up. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, slash Kamai says, so I just finished my Yarlsberg run, and I thought the bickering between the avatars would make a kick-ass sitcom. Uh, how would you guys work it if it was a real thing in terms of plot? <laughs> Yes. I don't know, man. This is competing for this is competing for market share with our uh, Megatron, Metatron, and a Metronome <laughs> sitcom. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could you could do that. Like a like um, it's probably more of a like a Flash cartoon than a, than a sitcom, though. Yeah, and you're kind of like your uh, your odd couple kind of deal. Yeah, except just three of them. It'd be more like the Golden Girls minus one. Yeah, or three. It's like the Golden Girls without so. Rose, right? So Blanche is, is Sneaky Pete, and Dorothy is Boris, and uh, Dorothy's mom is Yarlsberg, I guess. <laughs> we don't have one who's like sweet tempered and and kind of dumb. Yet. So yeah, we need a Betty White. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, 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 
Although, yeah, I think it's pretty good. In fact, I think that what we should actually do is just just release reruns of the Golden Girls, but change the title cards uh, to <laughs> pretend that they're Boris, Yarlsberg, and Sneaky Pete. Sounds good to me. I mean, we could make a ton of money. So, apologies if this has been answered before. Uh, says Zanen, but any chance of a full outfit to go with the awesome new steam hat? I don't know that there are a lot of ways to make jokes about the pants that steampunk dudes wear, right? Because normally, like, they're, maybe they're larger on average than normal pants, but I, you know, there's nothing. They're just pants, right? Yeah, I mean, they're like brown, tight brown pants with a light brown stripe up the side is what I think of when I think steampunk pants. But I don't know if that's called anything. Oh, yeah, I guess there's like the swashbuckly steam, but like the, the hero steampunk guy as opposed to the the, the gentleman steampunk guy. Uh, he wears pantaloons. Ladies got, ladies got skirts. Um... You know, I guess they don't have to have pants. So what? What are we have a rule for maintaining mutual exclusivity of outfits, right? Everything either has to have a hat and a weapon, pants and a weapon, or a hat and pants, so that there can't be any overlap. I thought so, but I thought we screwed that up at least once. At a certain point, we did, but then we fixed it. I think by because the um the Dungeons of Doom outfit, we eventually added another item to it to make it so. Yeah, I remember you, you've said before that we don't want to have it so you can wear two items at once. It, it just acts goofy. Or two I mean, it's not at like, once. like, I don't particularly care if you get both, if you've got both of the bonuses or whatever, but like, it just doesn't know, like, it'll just treat it as two different outfits in different places sort of at random because of the way the code works. Um... Mr. Cracks says, some people claim there's kingdom-wide meat inflation. Other people are not quite convinced that this is actually the case. The thing is, another side can really prove that they're right, since we don't have something like a KOL consumer price index, and we can't know, or we don't know how much currency is entering or leaving the kingdom. So I'd like to ask you this question. Is the amount in the kingdom rising, falling, or staying about the same? We don't need absolutely exact numbers and spreadsheets and tables and sample from any points in time, although that would be cool. Um, we used to log that, but then slowly, over the course of doing database optimizations, we lost the ability to keep track of some of the stuff and store it over time, and so we just stopped doing it. And also, we used to spend a lot of time paying attention to stuff like that, and then over time grew to believe that it was just sort of a waste of time. Yeah. Like, it it was a real easy rabbit hole to get stuck in, like, thinking about, like... You know, I mean, we probably reduced... It was going up... When we were tracking, it was always the, the amount of, of liquid meat uh, in, the, in the kingdom was always going up. And it has probably gotten worse because, like, making the skills cheaper. Like, that was the largest meat sink was buying skills from the guild. And making those cheaper just reduced the outflow, right? And the fact that the raffle prizes are really stale now is, I'm sure, making that go down. There hasn't been a new clan dungeon in a long time. There's another reason we should do a new clan dungeon. Mm. You know, we don't tend to we don't tend to put a lot of meat expensive things in the game just because we don't really think of that. Like, I I think of meat as you can either really cheaply get everything that the game is trying to sell you, or you can use it as 
you know, capital for participating in the player economy. And that's kind of fine. But, you know. It, it is it is really hard to it is really hard to say, you know. There's, I think that things the prices of things respond to changes in supply and demand because of changes in the game so intensely that it's hard to it's hard to tell if there are like specific slow trends happening. Uh, Glebe says, "Can we get the creepy ginger twin as a shopkeeper?" No reason. Uh, or maybe a direct image URL way of making NPC shop keeps all other combat action or letting us use whatever icon we want. I think that those are a different size. Like I think that I have to make those shopkeepers the way that I make avatars, which is a hundred by sixty. And so I probably could let you just specify a, a URL for adventure images, but then I would have to make adventure images versions of all of the other shopkeepers, which I don't really want to do. Mm. Even though it's not, it wouldn't hurt anything except you'd be able to, like right now, actually, here's a reason not to do it. If you put in a broken image, other people can see it, which they can't on your macros, right? Like if you, if you request an image that doesn't exist, it's just like, well, you, now your thing looks fucked up. Um, but yeah, I don't want to do that in a way that other people can see it. And I don't know, I guess you could just use some code to try to request the image and see if it existed and, and verify that, but probably not. Red Minjo says, so if I've listened to your words correctly, your stance regarding Philemon in Manuel is basically, while there are a few surprises and edge cases for those players who don't have another tab with the wiki constantly open, it is usually obvious enough that it is not worth, for example, finding a way to convey the information without making the UI less pretty. I would suggest that maybe it could be another warning, not funny, but I'm not sure if adding a setting option based on whether you have Manuel or not would be a small addition or would need a large revamp. I don't... I feel like I keep saying things about this and then people say so is what you're saying and then something that I don't really remember saying I don't really have a problem including it in Manuel Jamelli did a mock-up the other day that was just like adding a couple icons for elemental alignment and phylum which would just involve me drawing you know 23 little icons for what phylum a thing was and that seemed fine um what would be nice is if there was a third thing that could be represented iconically. I mean, I guess there could just be a clock with a number in it for initiative. Uh, Aramada says, the ability to create our, own inventory, uh, create our own inventory tabs is amazing and wonderful, and thank you. I'd like to request one tweak to it if possible. Right now we have to transfer things to new tabs one item at a time, which is very time-consuming and can be pretty tedious, uh, especially when you have a lot of things that you want to move. And, and it was asking for a checkbox interface, like to this I auto sell. Uh, and yeah, that's. Um, I, I guess what I imagined is that primarily you would be using the filter, and then moving all of those things to a tab. But yeah, I can definitely see why you would want that checkbox thing. I don't know if there's a real reasonable place to put that. Because that doesn't use, I mean, like the the auto sell page is its own script. It's not like a, a part of inventory script. I don't think. Uh, Bernatio says, not sure if you've heard, but this month up until the twenty. 
20th, we have palindromic dates. Yeah, I noticed that today, that it was 3, 11, 13. Mm. And then again, so when will that happen again? Next year. April of next year. And then keep happening. And that's only if you do dates the American way. Yeah. And I mean, after 20, it starts to get... So 21, we would have December. In 2021, December 2021, we'd have it, right? Mm. No, but I guess only on the 11th and 22nd. And the first. And all of the dates, less than that. It depends on if you put zeros in there, I guess. Yeah, geez. This is complicated, guys. Uh, on another note, I really like the dialogue between Jarlsberg and the final boss. I never thought about how both of those archetypes have to work for their powers. Also, it made Spoiler seem like a pretty cool guy. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, you did a pretty good job there. You, I think you taught people some things about themselves. Huh. I mean, don't be mean to dudes just because you don't understand them. I don't know if you believe those things. I think that I do, yeah. Do you think, do you think meatheads are people, too? Yeah, I think my friendship with Adam Dunn has taught me that uh, don't judge a jock by his cover. <clears throat> or by his biceps. That was, uh... Okay. So I wrote that and it ended up actually turning out a little more sincere than I wanted it to. So I added a mm-hmm. joke I added a joke in there at the end. But, uh, yeah, that was... That was moments of truth. Mm. Um... And Bernicio asked why didn't Bugbear Invasion drop stainless steel at the end. It's because I forgot, and then I didn't fix it. Like, it got too late to fix it. So I just didn't fix it. That sucks, and I'm sorry. Um, speaking of which, I just want to say this path is amazing, and I hope there'll be more magnificently mystical moments in future challenge paths. Batman. Batman. Batman, Batman. Solazar says, Adventures such as Come on Ghosty, Light My Pyre, and the other two similar ones for Twin Peak and Oil Peak don't have a link back to the Highlands area. Since we're naturally going to uh, continue on by going to a different peak, could we get one maybe? Yeah, this was a that was a bug, and I don't know. I, I think that maybe it got introduced when uh, Chris had to edit that backlink function to include the um, uh, walkthrough dungeon stuff, because those have to work differently because they didn't get the, their names were generated rather than pulled out of a database. Hmm. And I, fi- I fixed it, which I hope didn't break something else, but it couldn't have broken anything. Seriously, it would have just like, maybe there's a link that doesn't go anywhere or something. Um, yeah, but I, be- I believe that that is fixed now for, for those and for everything else that ever uses place.php instead of individual scripts. Um, Feature request is coming, Bob. It has come to my attention that a stalwart of the Kingdom of Loathing has been long suffering angst over an item. His solution is both elegant and simple at the same time. I'm sure you will agree and implement this post haste. Will you make the whoopee cushion a curse item that gives ten turns of the chat effect? You can append that with an oops or make the letters be brown. Uh, you could have it replace every word they type or just stick it on the end. You could even say, player X had an accident. Or if you're feeling additionally creative, give it intrinsic a plus 1% stench damage for each turn of the effect, capping at whatever level you deem, deem most beneficial to the kingdom. Clearly this was intended originally. We forgive your oversight and look forward to your proper correction of this misdeed. Flatulence humor for the win. thought we didn't like fart jokes. I think we don't like fart jokes. Yeah, I, when we were talking about that in the thread, I said, you know, I feel like the escalation of humor means that Fart jokes aren't funny anymore unless they're sharp jokes. Yeah, of course. So, well, we'll be working on that. 
Uh, when says, when will the blank tattoo be removed from the collector's tally, given that it was meant to be just a placeholder and leaving it in really flips off people who've worked to maintain their scores? Okay, so while I agree that the right thing to do was what I did today, which was to delete those blank tattoos, the collector's tally is not a real thing. Like, I know that it is important to people, but it is not a feature of the game. And so I don't think that, like, this third-party metric... We, we were not beholden to, and will not in the future be beholden to, people who are upset about an arbitrarily chosen third-party metric that we don't actually support. So that's that's a thing. Anyway, I got rid of those blank tattoos. That sucked. That was my fault. Hi there, says Bryce. Some things you've mentioned on previous radio shows. One, you feel you should be spending time creating new clan dungeons. Two, you're constantly making new content but feel it's all be scheduled content. Revamps, challenge pass. Uh, three, challenge paths are a good engine for engine for experimentation. Uh, what exactly do you think the attractive bit of clan dungeons are? The loot? The multiplayer aspect? Uh, have you ever considered trying to incorporate aspects of clan dungeons into a new challenge path? Even as I mentioned, I have my doubts about working with others in an ascension context, but it certainly might be cool for a certain set of people. Cheers, Bryce. You know, I, I do, I think that the the collaborative aspects, yeah, the multiplayer aspects of clan dungeons are, are cool. Also, we tend to we tend to go kind of crazy making stuff interesting and powerful that you get in there. And they're one of the few venues we have for genuinely challenging boss fights, mm. which I think there's a subset of people that really like. And also, we, because we know you're going to be fighting the same monster over and over again, we tend to go way overboard on just content variety. Um, We have talked about doing multiplayer ascension stuff, but I think that if we did a challenge path that involved you cooperating with other players to, to get through stuff, we would basically just have to write that one off for the people who enjoy the ascension game as it is, because they would just fucking hate it. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that we shouldn't do it. It's just that, like, it would be like this. It would just be a categorically different thing than other challenge paths. And it is very easy for us to say, "Well, this one's not for you," but that doesn't stop. That doesn't stop a lot of mouth shitting yeah. from happening. Uh, WV O'Quinn says, "Hot dog never crossover <laughs> horror show video games. Hot dog video game advice. Hot dog horror show advice. Hot dog." Yeah, I would be willing to give people advice that I've gleaned from horror movies. Oh yeah, like don't ever have sex. Yeah. Don't. It would. There would mostly be. Wait. No, don't stop. go up there. Don't. Don't go in there. Bitch you crazy. Why are you going in there? Kind of thing. Uh huh. Yeah, that's good. That's good advice for almost every situation. Um. Yeah, it was like a, the RA, uh, my freshman year of college, I've told this story a bunch of times, but the the documents that they sent to the people who were going to be living on the floor that I lived on uh, included a list of all of the RA is in the building and what their catchphrase was, like what their favorite phrase was, <laughs> and ours, ours was, don't go there, but that, that was before any but he knew that phrase like because she, she was black and from the city so like you know that, that day, she was on a, she was on the vanguard of don't go there being a thing that people said and right. so we were just like what like why is that a thing like she just doesn't like people traveling like 
You were yeah. trying to figure if there and was a, a specific there to which you should not go. Yeah, is it? And so then once the, somebody went around writing on all the whiteboards that there was a party somewhere, and then this girl that I ended up dating went around to all of the whiteboards writing "Don't go there" and signing it as the RA. <laughs> it's just pretty funny. But, uh, uh yeah 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 a lot of other people talking about that tattoo well, a handful of other people talking about that tattoo and now people get mad at me if i don't hit f5 at the end here mr skull have you ever considered writing a book uh, anyway, i'm not really going to read all the questions again from the beginning uh mr skullhead could you talk more jick could you talk more you two figure it out more than what <clears> hmm <throat> mm. Wax is I tuned in 20 minutes late. Did you start answering questions an hour early? I think it's daylight savings fucking with you. Yeah, right now it's it's still... It's the same time as it always is over here, but it's an hour's difference if you're in Arizona. And certain... What? Certain... Certain parts of Indiana also do it, not wait, do daylight savings time. Wait, is it? I, I thought that we... I thought that it changed for us in Arizona because it doesn't change for everybody else. That's what I said. It's the same time. Oh. It's the same time for us. It's different if you're in Arizona or in some of the counties in Indiana. Don't do it. Or if you're on the mm -hmm. res. Although, I guess we did start answering questions like 20 minutes before the hour, right? Yeah, because of the thing with the Because of not taking a break. Stuff. It's like, do you even do you ever do like a music show or anything in the future to sort of work the work the kinks out of Sam in a less high pressure environment? Because I know there's a lot of pressure on us to do these shows. Uh, I think I can get a cleaner install of Sam off of one of the DJs. Um, the one that I got is the one that we have the key for, but it's there's another update for it that our key would also be valid for. Oh, okay. So, like a 3.1 or something? Yeah, we're on 3.2, and I think if we can get the, like, 3.34 or whatever, mm. it would work. Well, you know who's not going to give it to us is the company that originally published it. It seems like now the way is they it's set up... the fine folks yeah. and spatial audio. If, yeah. you, if you want to do Shoutcast stuff and not through their, their servers, you have to buy the $300 version of Sam. Which is ludicrous. Like I'm, I am positive that we didn't pay that much for it. It seems no. I think like yeah. I think we wouldn't have. I think we paid a hundred bucks. Yeah. The, now the like bucks. there's a hundred and fifty dollar one, but if you want to do shoutcast, you have to have your streams on their spatialnet.com. And to get past that, you have to give them three hundred dollars. I'm, yeah, man, shoutcast. It's not going to happen. Wonder what the, um, wonder what the shoutcast landscape looks like broadly at this point. Yeah. Boy, if you look at, like, a website of somebody who's selling software to broadcast stuff via that, uh, seems like it's doing amazingly well. You'd be joining a giant community. So Wikipedia has some scatter plots on the number of Shoutcast listeners according to Shoutcast self-reported statistics, but they apparently stopped in 2008, according to 
according to these graphs? We had, in our heyday, we had, what, five or 600 live listeners, and now we have 20? Yeah. I mean, because there's not even a lot of software for listening. I mean, you can get Winamp to listen to a shoutcast station. But, but, like, I feel like it's not a thing that you find out about anymore. It's a thing that you have to seek out. Yeah. Sure, sure. I mean, I guess people just use, what do people do instead of that? No, I think podcasts. And podcasts and Pandora. And Spotify and whatever. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were listening to music, you sort of have to do it legit. Yeah, you don't have to be too legit. No. Just, yeah, not, you can quit. You can quit if you want to. It's, it's all right. Hey, speaking of quit, let's quit doing this. Oh, wait, no, actually, Wack asks if, if, do I have to tune in an hour early for the Thursday show, too? I don't, I don't know, man. That's one, that one you just ship off, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I just send that one to Casey Biederman to broadcast. Hmm. And then I forget for several days to upload it to the archive. You know, I think to, yeah, I'm trying to load music into the decks now. I'm going to have to restart Sam to play my outro song. Maybe I should just sing something. I should get off the mic with you so you don't have to hear it. And just yeah, sing. Okay. Just, no, that wouldn't help. I would have to, I'll just count backwards from like... 360 so we can get six, okay. six minutes of, of song I mean that's a, that could be a like an avant-garde song yeah I'm into Yoko Ono pretty much uh, but we'll let you go guys we'll be back okay. uh, next week thanks for tuning in uh, Wax says if you upload the show early I'll appreciate it but not show my appreciation in any way yeah, so I would also appreciate it bye guys yeah that's gonna happen bye everybody